Here's something that's interesting too is Erin. She talks mad about you. That you're like just like the dumb dumb of the whole group. Who is she to make that she, judgment? I don't get angry. I'm pissed. Listen, I've been playing nice in the sandpit. There have been things that have been building up that I have literally said nothing about. I let it go. Now it's too much. Now that what you told me that she's painting me out to be this person, she there is like trusted. How that you've been lying about it the whole time and you're trying to make equate our stories. I have a checklist that I've been keeping in my phone. No about this bitch, okay? No. Just as a gangster. We've got Al Capone in the backseat right the now. Yes, leave like two of them. No, no, wait, wait. Before you study your list, please tell me you don't have a list for me. No, I don't. Okay, okay well, I have a list of people that I have a feeling about. It's okay if you have a little list of people. Please. I'm not going to hold it again. No, no, no. Me, me I want to apologize. If you have a list for me, I'm not Yeah, yeah, me too. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. <laughs> How are you? I'm so happy to see you right now because you look ridiculous and I think we need to just call that out. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just telling Nathan that I dyed my hair and I thought I'll let it sit while we're recording and did not consider the headphone thing. So they're actually <laughs> under my chin. I've got 490s style buns in my hair. Yeah, you look like Princess Leia. There's two at the bottom, lovey. Oh, hello. That's how we do it. Mate, we got to get shit moving. i got to work today. Hey, you're not upset at doing your own glam. I am not upset at doing my own glam. <laughs> I know we're going to get into the episodes, but I gasped when she said how much she spent on glam because to me, that's like the Erica Jane kiss of death. Don't be telling the IRS how much money you spend on mm -hmm. glam. Yeah, so you're talking about how Lisa Barlow said she spends 60 grand a year on, yeah. on glam. But then last week she was saying she spent 60 grand on a ring. I think that's just her buzz number that when she's oh, in a bind, she just pulls a random number out. You think? Or is everything just 60 grand for her? I don't know. I have like pressing news, everyone. I really, really enjoyed Roni this week. Wow, must be nice. Oh, ever since I realised my lifelong commitment and love for Uber and because mm -hmm. she was the star of the show, all is well in my world with Roni now. How about you? Did you like Roni? No, I didn't. And I hate to sound like a negative little Nancy. I think it's better. But also, like, as much as I'm on Uber's side, like, let it go. <laughs> really? Oh, no, I'm loving the petty. We are in oh, true yeah. Roni form. We are fighting over sunglasses. We're fighting over phones. I'm loving this for me. Well, do you want to go through it? Let's do, let's, let's do. Let's it's, go through it's it. It's your turn, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, thank God. So <laughs> we're still in Anguilla. <laughs> Anguilla. And as you said, Uber is completely fired up, which I do love. Oh. And so the, the resolution of like the fight, it's not really a resolution, but Uber's like, all right, I'm going to hold on to your sunnies for 45 minutes. And she sets a timer. I love this. Which I thought was great. I'm a petty ass bitch. Don't try me. I'm a petty ass bitch. Don't try me. I love <laughs> this. Yeah. Like I just, I love this for her. She's like, no, I'm not upset for no reason. I wasn't making it up. I'm upset, damn it. I did like when she said, like, you know, explaining how she has to check in with her family. And she's like, I'm sick and tired of people not thinking of single girls. And I was like, fucking preach. I love this. I lo what are you talking about? You're not a single girl. I know, but I do sympathise with single girls. <laughs> you know, too. they're my girls. Me too. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. I'm with you, honey. Yeah, exactly. And I think I've realised, because I do enjoy looking at Erin, and I do like the sound of her voice. Now that I've realised that Erin is the problem, all is well in my Roni yes. world. Yes, you're enjoying a pile on. I mean, the Aaron. fact that everyone's realizing that Erin is the root of all their problems, I'm content. Uh -huh. And she's such a fucking hypocrite that, oh. like, as soon as she complains about people, like, you know, doing something to her, it's like, well, you did that yesterday. You did that to Jenna, complaining about her flying fucking business class. Like, you're doing the same things that you're complaining about. Exactly. Erin is just the biggest bebe. Oh, yes. She makes me feel better about myself because I've said many a time I can dish it, but I can't take it. But compared to her, I'm a machine mm -hmm. of taking it. 
She's got no clap back. She's got no game. All she can do is talk about people behind their backs. And as much as I was saying like she's the problem, we need her to stay because she's the source of all the conflict and she's the source of everyone bonding over the conflict. So maybe Mm -hmm. we need her. I totally see what you're saying about how you can enjoy it more when you've got someone to hate, but it's just like I can't with her. Like the crocodile tears, the carroting around. Like I just I don't know if I like her enough to hate her. She said that this conflict with Uber is the worst conflict she's ever had in her life. And I just thought that is some privilege right there. That is so hilarious. How are you 35 and made it this far? without conflict worse than that. I wouldn't trust her on the streets with anyone, kids, let alone her own. (laughs) Like, how are you going to protect these children from conflict if that is the worst conflict you've ever been through? Like, if anyone needed a nanny, it's her. I know, but two weeks ago, Mm. the biggest conflict she's ever had was Bryn flirting with her husband at her engagement party or whatever the fuck that shitty party was. So it's just like every week it's going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to her. The next thing's going to be worst. She can't handle it. She's got no resilience. None. She is so privileged and so dramatic, which is why I was like, maybe we do need to just love to hate her because she is the biggest baby ever. If anyone was a wet noodle, it's Erin. Oh, she's a wet noodle. Um, <laughs> so they drive these dicky little cars. I don't know what they are. Like, They're little cars. Are they go-karts? They're kind of like fancy go-karts because I thought they were like Jeeps without doors. So I don't know, Jeep. <laughs> slash go-kart slash we're in fucking Southern Charmed. I don't know. I'm liking the little cars. <laughs> Better so than they a go to this beach bar. Mm. And Ubis, yes, she's still annoyed and mm. power to her. Agreed. The alarm does go off and Erin gets her sonny's back. But, okay, this is what really pissed me off. When she said someone other than Uber's going to need to hand them to me. It's almost like I'm not going to concede to your little game with me so someone else is going to hand them to me like again stop being a wet blanket suck it up and laugh it off it was funny it was a baby punishment like take your medicine Erin oh yeah it wasn't that bright out like I think your corneas are fine you're not getting like eye damage from going out (laughs) but did you hear her say should I go upstairs and get another pair of sunnies it's like why are you being so dramatic you've got another pair of sunnies with you just go and get them just go and get them I know (laughs) she's a fucking idiot and so I did enjoy how Uber was like well Erin you called Bryn a social climber back when cheese was the biggest drama of the show (laughs) like you've done this this and this yes and so then and then what fucking really ground my gears about this Erin mm. was that she wants to do a walk-off again, Ugh. which she seems to always do, but then she's annoyed that no one cares. Well, Jenna cared. This is the problem with people like Erin. If everyone sticks together to show her that she's in the wrong, maybe it'll sink in. But as long as she's got one teammate on her side, she's never going to concede that she's in the wrong at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, so she leaves, but she's got nowhere to go. So she just <laughs> ends up sitting at the other side of the bar, which is so embarrassing. And then she's mad that they're having fun. It's like I'm taking my bat and ball and going home. No one cares. And she's bothered by it. Grow up, Erin. Grow yeah. up. I did enjoy seeing them limbo. That was like fun rony times. You know me, I don't love an activity. Now that is a fun activity. Get drunk, try to limbo, make an ass of yourself and let others laugh at you. I love this. This is a great yeah. activity. More fun than a giant game of Connect Four. That was sad. Oh, my God, that was so lame. If that didn't have loser written all over it, I didn't know what did. And I am <laughs> partial so to lame. a Connect Four. I have no problem with the Connect Four, but Connect Four over your friends having a great time laughing, playing limbo. Loser. Yeah, wet noodles. Total wet noodles. <laughs> what do you think of this sigh going around the bar and bartending for a few seconds? Like, it's like, all right, she's she's a bit of fun. I didn't mind it. She was reliving her youth. I thought it was cute. And it's like, what can I do? Oh, you can pour shots. Oh, okay. But I also thought this venue sells moonshine. They're letting a patron bartend. Clearly, they don't have to worry about their insurance being revoked because they probably don't have any. Like, they don't have public (laughs) liability insurance. Clearly not, right? I mean, it was fun. Who was it that asked what moonshine was and then Jessel 
said it was natural. No, sweetheart. She's trying to make it sound like it's organic. God bless. Yeah, no. God bless. bless. None of these people know how to be poor if they don't know what moonshine is, for fuck's sake. Which is fine. It's rainy. We don't need them to know what moonshine is. But she also didn't know who the Grateful Dead were. Is this Jessel? Yeah, Yeah. well, she's in her own little bubble. She Um, is. Just quickly on this side bartending thing. Mm. I did think it was, like, indicative of her character as a person when she was like, oh, back when I used to bartend, if anyone, like, took more than a second to pay for a drink or to say what they want to order she was like i'm moving on and like not serving them i was like you're miserable she's a miserable person Mm, i get it though when the bar's popping and someone's like taking 50 years to order it's like if you're not ready (laughs) don't don't belly up to the bar if you're not ready to pick a beverage no no i think it's bar etiquette if you get to the bar and you don't know what you want stand aside do you know what I'm saying? No, no. I'm with Sai on that. That's know. bar etiquette. Could you imagine you're standing <laughs> 10 deep at the bar, it takes you 25 minutes to get there, and then some fucking loser in front of you doesn't con- – it's like when you're at the McDonald's. And not that I've been to McDonald's – I haven't been to McDonald's in years, but I remember standing there at the Maccas and people are standing there looking at the board and it's like, bitch, it's McDonald's. You know what they got. Grab your cheesy, grab uh-huh. your nuggies and get the fuck out. No, no. I'm on Team Sai on that one. All right. Cool, yeah. cool. So then they go to a restaurant. Mm. Sai's hungry, like shock and surprise there. And there's all these little flashbacks of Erin talking shit about all of them. I which that. was enjoyable to have the record. Yes, there. to remind us all why she's annoying. And Erin leaves again. Again. She just can't handle it, can she? I told you, she can dish it, but she can't take it. She acts all, I'm a tough New Yorker. It's like, bitch, stop calling Jessel a princess. You're the princess. That is so true. She's the princess. I mean, for fuck's sake, yeah. she gets back to the villa and has to call her daddy to sook. Like, toughen so up. Sad. Honestly, you're not going to make it if you're going to cry over everything. But the, here's where I sort of thought I'm still, you know, anti Aaron and on Uber's side, but, like, mm. we can we can talk about something else. Okay. That's true. That's true. I enjoyed because it's been like, what number episode is this? This is 11. 11. It's been 11 weeks of us watching Erin get away with shit and now she's not. Oh, that is such a good point. When they were in the hot tub bonding over the fact that Erin was the culprit, it's like fucking finally. (laughs) That was great. None of you are going to win fucking Miss Marple of the Year. It took you fucking 11 weeks. (laughs) But, you know, I'm here for it. You finally come to the party. And the fact that Erin doesn't realise she's the villain, oh, this is the best. Well, yeah. And so that she's sort of like trying to frame it like, oh, I was bullied at school. They called me long jaw silver because I have a really long jaw. And and now she's all triggered. And then they showed a photo of her and her dad and we saw where she got a long jaw from. Don't be crying over being called long jaw. Have you seen your dad's jaw? Like, don't be a bitch. Don't take up all the room, Erin. I know. But it's like everyone's been bullied. You can't now use that as a justification to bully other people. And then as soon as they throw it back at you, they're the bullies. Literally. Like it's very uh, un- unevolved thinking. I just think she's not wrong that Uber yelling at her was the worst thing she's ever been through. If the only thing she could pull out of her ass was a million moons ago, someone called me Longjaw Silver. Yeah, that is sad. Like, people have been called a lot worse than that, Longjaw. Honey, you live on the main streets of New York. Honestly, it's so pathetic, it's comical. And I think that's why I'm enjoying hating her because her grievances are comical. Yeah, and it's sort of a backdoor brag, like, oh, people used to make fun of me because I have no paws, or people used to make fun of me because I'm too pretty. Exactly. (laughs) I have a long jaw, oh no. She is so super privileged and she's trying to come for Jessel for Jessel, you're super privileged. It's like, you are an island of one, Erin. Leave it alone. Uh-huh. If I was that privileged, I wouldn't be fucking crying over it. My daddy bought me a $5 million unit. Get off your own job. Like, <laughs> Get off your job. <laughs> her vision is so narrow that she's got no idea. It's that right. whole, it's, it's almost as bad as Lisa Barlow, except Lisa Barlow's owning it in a way. Well, I'm I'm team Lisa Barlow, but we'll get to that. Oh. So Jessel is keeping a list of like sort of receipts in her phone of just like when they've been a bitch to her. And I think fair enough, but they like the girl sort of acts like that's the most revolutionary thing in the world and that it's like psychotic behavior. It's not. She's preparing know. herself for a reunion. I think it's a brilliant idea. 
Yeah, they should all be keeping like this level of homework up. I forget when I've got grievances with someone, I will remember the most immediate. And then someone who has a mm-hmm. much better memoir than me will go, hey, and what about that? I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking forgot. I think this is brilliant. Yeah, I know. And they're calling it what, Al, Al Pacino? <laughs> I mean, they were clearly drunk at that point. Was it Al? No, Al Capone. <laughs> I know, but Uber accidentally said Al Pacino. And this is why we love Uber. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with her. I'm so obsessed funny. with this idea that Jessel's keeping notes. I don't believe she's only keeping notes on Erin. I'm loving this for us. Reunion's going to be great with these notes. Erin's giving her the content. I hope Jessel comes with a fucking binder. I really fucking do. Yes. Because if she just comes with those notes on a dot point on an A4, that's not going to be enough Uh -uh. for me. A4s don't cut it anymore. I'm sorry. The momentum's been built up with these phone notes. Please don't read off your phone. I want a fucking whiteboard with a pointer or some shit. All right, Giselle. (laughs) I want an overhead projector. Like, I want something. An overhead? Yeah, I'm old. I love an overhead projector. Okay, so they go back to the villa. Mm. What really stuck out to me was how long Jaw Silva says to Uber. She goes, Uber, come. Oh, me too. Like, is, is she for real? That was horrible behaviour. It was not okay. This Erin is so tone deaf. Totally. Erin doesn't realise that she's closer to Ramona than she would like. And she's wearing her sunnies when they have a sit down. And Uber's like, take off your sunnies. This is where we started fighting. Like, what are you doing? And then she's like, oh, it's because I've been crying. Like, stop weaponizing your tears. Exactly. But on the flip side, this fucking Uber, (laughs) this Uber lost her phone. Yeah, so? So? She left her phone in the car again. (laughs) Okay, leaving your phone somewhere is not the same as someone taking your phone, okay? No, but it's. I'm starting to see a pattern of her leaving her phone everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, but what has that got to do with Erin taking it? They're two different things. The only common denominator is phone. No, it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. I can leave my phone wherever I like. That is my fault. But if you take it, that is your (laughs) fault. Sorry, no, no, no. I'm so team Uber, it's not funny. You won't convince me otherwise. No, no, I'm still team Uber as well, but I just think, like, if if you're arguing about phone placement, maybe just... Maybe just keep it in your pocket. She's not arguing about phone placement. She's arguing about lying and theft. Two different things. Okay. Three different things. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay, the, the hot tub bit was fun. I did like that shot of Jessel just, like, on her phone in the hot tub just while people are screaming around her. That was funny. And I get it. Like, people are like she's in her own world. No, that's her called I'm not getting involved because I will get picked on. I agree. Yeah, she's learned. Yeah. And Sai, she'll sort of, I mean, I still hate this Sai, she'll sort of get involved or like to try and squash it. I'm like, stop trying to squash beef. Yeah. You're not Andy Cohen at BravoCon. <laughs> Let them have the beef. We want the beef. Was it Sai that screamed or Erin that screamed? Well, Erin was screaming at Uber. Yes. Saying like, shut up. You're abusing me. You're abusive. She says, shut your fucking mouth. You're such a bitch. You're right. That was Erin to Uber. Sorry. Why did I think Sai screamed? Did Sai scream last time? Sai screamed last time when they were on the boat. Sorry. I'm mixing up my my screams. Yeah. Well, so Longjaw Silver, she's saying Uber's (laughs) riling everyone up. And Jessel's like, no, Karen, you're a hypocrite. Yes. While all this is going on, Jenna is being boring doing work on her laptop while standing up. I didn't quite, I was like, sit down, Jenna. Why was she standing up on her laptop? I don't know. Some people like to stand. It wasn't a standing desk. She was like hunched over. <laughs> I don't get this, Jenna. She's boring. Yeah, she's, the th- uh, I think Jenna's sweet. I don't know if she's like up for this. I don't know. I really like her. She's sweet. She hasn't said anything to piss me off. So I'm, I'm still team Jenna. She was sort of pissing me off how she kept taking Erin's side throughout all this. And like, she sort of was like co-signing the narrative that Uber was being aggressive. Yeah. And I was like, why are you getting involved? I think in she doesn't like conflict. Yeah. She was referencing that moment where Uber was like, oh, don't invite me over if there's going to be cameras and not tell me there's cameras. And Jenna was like, yeah, that was like a weird side of her. And I'm like, well, it's fair enough. Again, I just think Jenna doesn't like any conflict and she perceives conflict at any level as aggressive. Right. Okay. I think that any yeah. conflict yeah. freaks her out whether it's at zero, whether it's at 50. You know, like I've done that when I'll say to someone, stop yelling at me, and they're like, I'm not actually yelling. It's just that they're upset and it freaks me out. Right, okay. I'm not on Housewives and she is, so maybe it's not the environment for her. (laughs) I don't know how many lashes you think you're going to sell from being on Roni. Maybe lots, but I just don't know. Mm -hmm. 
if this is the space for Jenna. Like, let's say these guys make it and they're on Roni for the next five years. I can't see Jenna putting up with it because she's got to get used to conflict or she's not going to make it. Yeah, yeah, good point. Or she just needs to commit to staying out of the fray and just Mm. providing, like, light commentary and just, like, fun things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so the hot tub scene is kind of chaotic with all with all the yelling. It was the best. It was my favourite, <laughs> honestly. It was like, finally, we're here. But then Aaron wants like another one-on-one with Uber. Oh. And I was like, enough with the one-on-ones. Yeah. Like, but then they do sort of resolve things and Uber apologises. I, I didn't quite catch Aaron apologising. I don't know if you did. No, I didn't. I don't know if she actually said the words, I'm sorry. Uber, I think just realised that Erin is a sook. She can't take anyone accusing her of anything and she realised how upset Erin got and let it go. You know, like yeah, people are like, okay, they can't handle it. They can't handle that. You just got to let it go and that's what she did. I don't think Uber's sorry. I just think Uber is sorry that Erin got so upset and that she was the cause of Mm -hmm. Erin being so upset. You know, those half-ass apologies is what I believe it is. Right. Because I think this is going to come back up at reunion. I hope so. Me too. I hope so. I thought the episode had ended there, but then it kept going for like another eight minutes. So Mm -hmm. they get ready for dinner, then they have dinner. They do another get to know your game. This is where I sort of got, I dropped off because I got a bit bored. Did anything stick out for you? I am enjoying Bryn flirting with Jenna. And the reason I'm enjoying it is because Jenna's being such a good sport about it. Jenna doesn't seem uncomfortable. She kind of responds back just enough in a very cool way. So I'm enjoying watching their dynamic with that because they're just both having fun with it. Like we all know Bryn likes to go a bit OTT and Jenna's giving her that space and enjoying it for what it is. I'm finding it really fun to watch. I really like it. Okay. I think Jenna's been a really good sport because I could see someone else be like, you're making me uncomfortable, you're going too far. But I just, Uh yeah, I think it's been really sweet. I really like it. And I liked how Bryn was drunkity at the dinner. Look, did I think it was boring that they were picking each other's favourite outfits of the season out? Yes. But I get that (laughs) after the day they had, they just wanted to be nice and get along. And it didn't take up too much time. And I think I was just still high off the hot tub fight. I do think there's an element of Stockholm Syndrome with you right now. I think I think you're forgetting <laughs> how much better Roni cast trip fights used to be. Yes. And I need to get over it. I'm being a negative Nancy. I need to embrace the new cast and get on board. This is just the best episode we've had so far. It is. It is. It is. Is it yeah. a 10 out of 10 for Housewives? No. Is it a 10 out of 10 for Roni Reboot? Yes. Okay. Understood. Good point. We're not playing in the same league of of ball. Like we're in minor leagues here. And for minor (laughs) leagues, it was amazing. And again, I'm just loving that they're all figuring out that Aaron's the culprit. Yes. And Cy told Aaron and Jenna about Jessel's shit list. So that's going to come up again. So I'm excited to see Longjaw, Silver and Jessel having a bit of a tiff. I just hope that Jessel backs herself. I don't want her to buy Uh into that it's weird. It's not weird. I want her to be not like, weird. you're all idiots for not doing it. I am shocked at how team Jessel I am right now. Compared to the first few episodes, wow. Totally. Wow, Jessel, wow. Wow, Jessel, wow. Exactly. I think she's the star. And did you see the reunion seating chart? She's she's right next to Andy. Oh, is she? No, I haven't seen reunion seating chart. Oh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I think I think it's Jessel on the right and Erin on the left, perhaps. Oh, um, I like good this. Good for Jessel. Good for Jessel. I know, right? Doesn't have to have sex with a husband, but gets to sit next to Andy. Win, <laughs> fucking win. I do want to see what the fallout is with the husband when his little trip to Vietnam. I do want to touch back with him. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Well, do you think he? Do you think he went? I'm sure he would have. Do you think he didn't? I don't know. Maybe. I'm excited to find out. I don't follow her on the socials, so I have no idea. No, me neither. Any other thoughts on this episode of Roni or what's coming up? I didn't. I don't think I even saw what's coming up or I just was so zoned out. I don't know. Jessel's in lingerie. They're hanging. You know, there's always those little scenes of family time after a class trip. Erin taught. So Erin's learnt nothing. There's a little scene of Erin and Cy out to dinner with their husbands and Erin starts talking shit about Jessel not having slept with her husband. It's like, have you learnt nothing? You're talking shit about people behind their back on call. And I can imagine Jessel... Maybe doesn't want that talked about all the time. Like if you reveal something on a girl's night, 
Like in the Hamptons. I'd be pissed. I don't know if you should be talking about it 10 weeks later to everybody else. No, because what happens when they're all together with all their husbands? Now, Jessel's going to be like, shit, all you guys know this about my husband. Mm. He's going to be like, fuck, it's going to backfire in Erin's face and I can't fucking wait for it. (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) But like I said, right now I'm loving to hate Erin. I want to be present in that moment before it slips by and, and I hate her. Do you know what I mean? When I yeah. hate to hate her, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Get it. I like get I don't, it. I don't remember loving hating Candace. I just remember always hating to hate Candace, and so I just want to <laughs> revel in the loving to hate someone before I slip to the next level. <laughs> okay. Now, do you want to talk about Below Deck Med or Salt Lake City? Both. I want to talk about both. Which one first? Let's just do Below Deck Med because I think it's going to be a quicken. Okay. All right, so they're in the Italian Riviera. I'm yeah. so excited. It's a shit fight from the jump oh. with Toomey and Kyle in immigration. <laughs> we need to talk about Ruin. What a dodgy mofo. You think he's dodgy? Well, okay, I think that he has never, because they keep saying that this boat is commercial. I don't know, it's it's classified as commercial because of, because of the weight the tonnage or something and so you need different tickets for bigger size boats right I get that that makes sense and because he's never worked on it before I don't think anyone's ever really questioned his paperwork as vigorously so he's walking around with a copy of a certified copy yeah like he's like I've got a certified copy it's like unless there is a real pen signature on said photocopy it's not a certified copy dude we all know that Uh uh-huh so yeah it's a photocopy. I keep them at home in my safe. Okay, that, okay, yeah. fair enough. That can be a fuck up because if someone says, hands something to you and says this is a certified copy and you didn't know before, that can be a genuine yeah. fuck up. That's fine. That, yeah, but it's not. That can be. It's not, but it can be. But this yeah, whole, yeah. I went to a school, but no, I didn't go to a school. I was on a boat. But then I saw your Instagram post. That some yes. some legendary listener commented on uh, your it's Insta my cousin post. Emma. <laughs> oh, okay. Your cousin Emma, legendary listener Emma, shout out Emma. Emma's looked it up. She's done the Google. She's done the research and said, yes, there is a school in Monaco since, what yeah. was it, 2017? Yachtmasters School. I don't know. So- so, so is Sandy, oh, this three chances Sandy. Yeah. As much as I wanted to come into this season not hating her, yeah. she is very frustrating because she's like straight away blaming Ruin, right? She thinks he's dodgy. That's all. She thinks he's dodgy. Yeah. I think it's because he came on board and met her with his sunnies on and he didn't take his sunnies off. And people Ooh, don't like that, as we know. Maybe. Um, so I think she just decided to hate him. But also she's blaming him. She's like, oh, we could all be arrested because of this one guy. And it's like, you're the captain. Should you not have checked the paperwork before the officials got on board? Yeah. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure this is for TV dramatic effect. Do you think? I think this is all for dramatic effect. Let's lose the bosun on the first day. I mean, I loved it, but I loved it come too. on. Not only would Sandy have checked his paperwork, production would have checked his paperwork. Like, we're talk- oh, yeah. you're working, like, Bravo's cutting you a check, buddy. Like, they've done yeah. this to him on purpose. He's put on Instagram, Ruin has, oh, okay. saying that I don't know what, there's so many documents I can't quite keep track, but <laughs> one of them, the one where it's hit, the photo was not his photo. Right. He's saying that his had expired and so then they gave his barcode number to someone else and so that's why when you scan the barcode, someone else's photo shows up and I'm like, that makes no sense at all. Mm, so now he's blaming <laughs> dodgy. the maritime whatever. <laughs> like, come on. Come I thought on. the thing about barcodes is that they can be quite unique and we don't need to be reusing old barcodes. Like you just add an extra line in it. <laughs> so what, when your licence expires, they give your licence number to someone else? I don't think so, buddy. Surely not. It sounds like they were on a boat, they had a dodgy captain, they needed quick paperwork and they mm-hmm. dummied up some paperwork. You get your exactly. Yachtmaster cert on board. It's like, oh, you don't have your Yachtmaster cert. Okay, fine, we'll fudge something. And instead of yeah. like after he gets off a dodgy boat to get the real stuff, he never bothered because he wasn't on anything big enough where he needed his Yachtmaster cert or something. I don't know. But it sounds like he now- ne- he didn't need the paperwork before. And this, I kept my originals in the safe. They're dodgy. You don't have them. I don't believe yeah, that they're in a them. safe. You don't have them. Okay, so I want to ask. Uh. 
like is is Rowan just having like the worst 24 hours on record or is he lying about his friend dying? <gasps> what? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think know. so. I think he's having the worst 24 hours on record and I think he got stitched up by Bravo for great TV about the paperwork. <laughs> oh, I think Rowan. they knew his paperwork so he's, was he's, dodgy. Yeah, okay. I mean, he may have kept saying to everyone, including production, they're in a safe, they're in a safe, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll get it. But having or having this person come on to, what is it, the Maritime Coast Guard Agency come on to inspect their stuff. Captain Sandy did say they can come on at any time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seems all very convenient for the very first episode. But stranger things have happened and I'd like to buy all the bullshit because it was so entertaining. It really was. I love when a crew is down because mm. uh, you see people shine and I thought Luca did a really good job and I thought Natalia did a great job. Okay, this Natalia. Let's talk about her. I enjoy watching Natalia but she is hard work. She thinks she knows everything. She thinks yeah. everyone is dumb until proven smart. Right. I do not know how she moves so fast because the chip that she is carrying around on her shoulders, like seriously, <laughs> she thinks she's a miss know-it-all and everyone else is an idiot unless they prove otherwise. And that is hard to be around and hard to work with. I was loving all the foreshadowing where mm. Sandy said, now you're just the chief for this one, then you will then you will drop down. To third. And Sandy's like, you understand that? And she's like, yes, I understand that. And they're like, you're not going to have a problem with the chief? But how can you be a qualified be a chief stew and get bumped to third? Like you are going to be stuck yeah. in laundry when you could effectively run. Like she shouldn't be there. Again, it's just for our entertainment and amusement because – Bravo knows it's going to be a shit show because she cannot keep her opinions to herself. And did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? No, I missed it. Right. So I don't think it's a spoiler because it's in the trailers and she just said it on Watch What Happens Live, but she hates Kyle now. And they used to be buddy buddies. When we saw her last season, was it last season? They fought all the time, but they'd make up because they worked so well together and Kyle kept it even by laughing at stuff. Like he would tell her, oh, actually not even just Kyle, they both did. They'd get shirty with each other and then they'd make up because they respected each other. But remember how last season he told her off a couple of times and put her in a place and she wasn't having it? This Kyle is a problem. He's going to be so fucking annoying. I love Kyle. I loved him last season because I agreed with everything he said. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to be really painful to watch. You reckon? But we'll see if Sandy gives him three chances. You don't reckon (laughs) that it's her? Like, if you're the third stew and your second tells you to do something... Shut your mouth. She was telling off her chief stew all last season. Oh, yeah, she was. She is a problem. They're all problems. Telling her what to do, telling her she's wrong. It's that whole I'm right, (laughs) you're wrong. It's like it doesn't matter if you're right and they're wrong. There is a chain of command and sometimes you have to suck it up even if your boss is a dickhead. Wait, so a chief stew, I always thought it was a chief stew gives orders to the second and to the third. Yes. But I didn't particularly imagine a second stew can give orders to the third. I didn't think that was a done thing. Yes, there's a chain of command. If the chief stew tells the second stew to monitor the third stew and the second says, chief said do this, Mm -hmm. you do it. If you are the bottom of the totem pole, everyone is your senior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone. It's like in an office. If someone else's manager tells you to do something, you do it. Okay. Sorry, okay. The, the second does have some authority over the third. And so do you think, because Sandy's calling Norma the, the... Yeah, poor Norma. ...staffing officer or whatever. Poor Norma, she's always fucking on deck. I don't know why she doesn't have just like 20 bosuns lined up knowing that they're filming a below deck. I know, But right? anyway, <laughs> she can't find a bosun for the next two weeks. So do we think Luke is just going to become bosun? Yes, I do. Unless they can get someone else with more experience... I think Luca will be the bosun because if Luca does a good job on the first charter, surely Sandy would call Norma back and go, look, I've got a guy, he can do the bosun, can you just get me another decky? Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't there – so I'm a bit lost on the other – like the temps that they've got on board. I don't know who's temp, who's normal, like those blonde girls. One of them's a stew that is a deck, so she could go. Yeah, the temp third stew – has been a decky before. So, yeah, maybe when Sumi comes in, this Brooke can go on deck and then Luca can be okay. the boss. 
Good call. And now, which one's the lesbian? Is that Haley? Laura the lesbian. Laura the les. <laughs> okay, got it. Haley is the decky who's never <laughs> used a chamois because she's only been on tugboats. Oh, no. Oof. Yeah. That, yeah. Laura the lesy. I love that. Well, because she doesn't like. <laughs> oh, she doesn't like being called a lesbian. Oh, I'm sorry, Laura. Oh, that's she's right. gay. I'm sorry, Laura. Laura the the gay, sorry, not Laura. lesbian. There you go. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> Don't get us cancelled, Laura. <laughs> so what else do you want to talk about with this episode? I mean, for me, it was all ruined. It was a lot of faffing about because obviously they've just come on board, but I did find it funny when the chef said he's having some serious squeaky bum time cooking for Sandy and her mates. I just thought that was <sighs> hilarious. I've never heard that before. He's doing all right, this chef, though. He is. She's loving all his food. So, so far, so good. I did think it was funny when he said that he and Natalia were getting along so well. I'm like, that's going to change. You can't be someone's best friend in the first 12 minutes of meeting them and expect that that's not going to go tits up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what do you think of this um, Jessica thinking that Natalia was wrong for going easy on Brooke? And she literally claps back at her and says, excuse me, we're splitting the same tip again. Who are these kids thinking that they can talk yeah. to their seniors like that? Yeah, I don't know about this, Jessica. I don't know if she's long for this world. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. Yeah, look, I just think there's too many kids who aren't used to taking orders from someone that isn't 45,000 years older than them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so true. And and I've said, I, I'm, I've brought it up before, but this Sandy saying she gives people three chances, like I'm still <laughs> floored that she she said that with a straight face. Right, you think she no gives people laughed. no chances? Or a half a chance? Not. Remember Kiko? She didn't give Kiko a chance. Oh yeah, poor like, Kiko. He was so three sweet. chances, Sandy, my ass. <laughs> and then apparently this season we're going to have a lot of firing. So let's let's see how many chances. Let's she gives buckle out. up. Okay, we should count them. They should have a counter for us. A chance counter. A chance yeah. counter. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, again, obviously they were just settling in. All the below decks are just, they're like a big deep breath after your big work day. It's just so much fun. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I love the setting, like, because that's where I was last year. Like, when they went to Portofino, I went to Portofino. And I can't wait to see, like, that area. (gasps) Oh, my God. What if they go to a restaurant you've been to? You can, like, give us a skinny. I love this for us. Yeah, all right. Let's see. I love that. Shall we do that? All right, let's talk about Salt Lake. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. <laughs> Did you see Heather Gay? Heather Gay, I'm starting to come around to her again. She's become a fan favourite again. Did you see her Instagram where no. she put the photo of her and her drag look? Oh, I love and her And her caption that. was, drag me, Monique. Oh, I love that. No, I didn't see. That was great. I don't know if it's because of where we were or who was there, but... Really loved this episode of Salt Lake. And I think just like you, I was a bit reticent to get into the Salt Lake because of uh-huh. last season and how heavy it was. And Thailand with bad uh, weather. It was a bit little. Yeah. But this is great. Last season, Salt Lake was exhausting. Yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. Loved it. Yeah. So we didn't talk about the episode last week, which no. was also chaotic and so enjoyable. Yes. And we pick up with Heather pissing herself in the van. Was she pissing herself or was that vomit? I, I think it's piss. I think she was puking in the van, but this... Uh-huh. Next morning, when she said she puked and rallied, that did not sound like puke coming out of that bathroom. Girl <laughs> had the diarrhea and we had to hear it, people. I'm telling you. <laughs> I do not need to hear a housewife physically getting the runs. Okay. I don't need to hear it. It was not puke. You're never going to convince me that that was a puke sound. That was not a puke sound. She did bounce back, though. That was her morning ablutions post-alcohol. Gross. We've all been (laughs) there, but I haven't fucking recorded it and played it for my (laughs) Amigas. Like, my chicas don't need to hear that. No, 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 ma'am. And so this Angie, she's making her own shirt because she didn't get a shirt. But it's like, you weren't invited on the trip. Of course you don't have a shirt. I like the fact that she was being petty because she knew it was going (laughs) to piss Meredith off. But then it looked so basic and crap. But she's willing to point the finger at herself and make herself look like an outskirts loser (laughs) just to piss Meredith off. I love it. It's petty. It's it's pathetic. She looked like a little Nigel loser on her own, and I loved it. I know. Angie K is so pathetic. I'm loving it. 
She is. She really is. No one cares whether she's there or not. Not just Meredith. No one cares. And I'm loving it. Not even her bestie Monica cares. Love it. I know. And, like, as soon as Meredith's in a fight with anybody else and Meredith says something, Angie will be like, oh, really, Meredith? Because you said something to me. And it's like, Angie, no one cares. Angie, I mean, really, even her drag name says it all. Anita invite. <laughs> <laughs> that gagged me. That was so That funny. was so good. Oh, and I want a T-shirt that says Anita invite with Angie A's picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. So you've said in the past that you hate Mary and you don't want her on this show. Yes. Are you getting any enjoyment out of seeing her just like in the van, going to Macca's and eating like nuggets silently while everyone else is at a bar fighting? She is so 10 cents short of a dollar. She doesn't even notice. <laughs> Like, I know that we've seen in a preview that she calls Heather inbred or something. Of course. she Mary is the most inbred of them all. It is a bit rich coming from Mary. She yeah. is so loop-de-doop in her own head that I'm sure that one of her chromosomes has like a snapped leg or something. She's not <gasps> normal. She is not normal. Sorry, no, but look, no. I enjoy my own company a lot. Like, I really do. I'm happy to stay home alone. I get it. And I get that she doesn't want to get in the fray because it's boring or whatever, but there's something, she's tapped, man. And also, who goes to Macca's and wants, a, unless you're a pescatarian, who's ordering a fish <laughs> sandwich? A fish sandwich? People like it. Is that a filet yeah. fish or is that something else yeah. entirely? No, I think it's just a, yeah. I need the people to tell fish. me because obviously in every country you have different stuff at the Maccas. And also, who orders that much McDonald's, which included a fish sandwich, six-pack of nuggies, and large fries and no beverage? Who doesn't need oh, a beverage? Yeah, that's crazy. Not even a bottle of water. How can you wash She's down nuts. all that Maccas sans beverage? I'm confuse. It's just so funny that, like, when she was calling the Trixie Motel mm. and they said, oh, we have shareable pizzas and she was like uh yuck so i don't think she's eating at the trixie motel and so she's eating at macca's and yet you'll eat mcdonald's that makes sense this, yeah she's warped and am i enjoying the warpedness yes am i enjoying the running I... commentary on the bus yes can i live without it <laughs> yes and it's she didn't even want to do the trust exercises she's like i'll stay on the van and i'll make the the gaffer order me a hot Double shot oat latte. Because she needs it. She is living in La La Land. La La Land that is Mary Cox. Like, to me, <laughs> it would be a nightmare to live. Like, you know, I love Star Trek. I love all that sci-fi. And you know when you watch sci-fis and sometimes they go in like an alternate universe? Mary uh -huh. lives in an alternate universe here. So I need the science right. to figure out that how that occurs. Because... She is so tapped. So speaking of alternate universes, let's mm. talk about Lisa, oh. who has no mute button. She's on play all the time. Well, now, I can't judge her for that, can I? Can't judge her for that. So she is in the wet noodle camp because she doesn't want to get in drag. Mm. She's got her own glam that she flew in. She feels uncomfortable looking not like herself. Now, where do, where do you land on that meltdown that she had? Considering she dressed like a gypsy hooker the night before, I'm a little confused. Yeah. But I think right. also maybe she's like, I've had enough. Like, she knows that Meredith was making fun of her when she picked that outfit. And apparently Meredith picked yeah. a different outfit for her, but she stayed in this one. I don't know. Because Meredith said that on Watch What Happens Live. She's like, she was a good sport. That was like the joke outfit. There was another outfit that I actually picked, the real outfit. I don't know about that. Okay. But not wanting to have drag makeup. <sighs> this whole saying I'm a good sport, but I don't want to get in drag. I want to look like myself. It is very bougie and not... I agree with Monica. See, I am totally team wet noodle on this one. Oh, I am team cause... wet noodle because she's great for my TV, but she is ridiculous. <laughs> she is tone deaf. She has no clue how the how the 99% live. She thinks that middle class people have $60,000 rings. <laughs> but I love this for me to watch. In regards to the doing of the drag thing, it's just like... Look at how ridiculous Whitney was with that 45-pound wig falling off her hair with her wig line. She's always shifting the wig. She looks like shit. It's like, yeah, good job getting in drag, doll, but you look busted. Oh, she totally looked busted. And my favourite is when Angie Kay turns to Meredith at the bar later and says, you look like a trampoline with eyes. I'm like, have you seen yourself in the mirror, Angie? <laughs> Angie mm -hmm. looks like, do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer had the makeup gun? 
and he'd shot Marge's yes. face. That's what <laughs> yes. Angie looked like. She looked terrible. So this she whole, really like, you can't, if I was Meredith, I would have just laughed in her face. Well, she did actually. She did laugh in her face. She did. And then Whitney annoyed me because she was sort of like, oh, I, I feel so bad for Trixie because- Lisa's not getting a dragon. It's like, Trixie doesn't give a fuck. Trixie doesn't care. She's getting all the publicity in the world. Trixie knows you all look terrible and that she looks amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Trixie's in the back laughing with her actual assistants at how ridiculous yeah. and pathetic you all are. And I'm sorry, Whitney, <laughs> but you think that Trixie's one of your friends? Does Trixie actually think you're no. one of her friends? Please. No, I don't Please. think so. So let's talk about this Monica. Yes. So Monica decides to really go in on Lisa because I think she overheard about the 60K on Glam and she's still annoyed about the 60K ring. And so she seems to, to start crying over everything and saying Lisa's not being relatable. And it's like, bitch, it's housewives. I don't want to watch someone who's relatable. I want someone who's dropping 60K on Glam. What? show are you watching, Monica? I think this all stems back to the $5,000 Louis Vuitton purse that she bought that she's probably thinking, do I need to send it back because I can't afford to keep it? She's feeling so insecure in the space. And instead of working on herself and her own insecurity, she's trying to make them all feel bad for being the one percenters. Right. If she wants to say you're all being ridiculous, fine. That's relatable to sure. us. Sure. But yeah. judging them for it, I don't think he's going to do well for her because they either are all the 1% or they're acting like the 1%. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know what? Yes, we are rich and we don't need to feel judged for it. I don't think anyone's going to agree with Monica except for some of the audience watching the show. And in real life, I would agree with it. It's like I'm watching Housewives. Yes, but she is helping point out how ridiculous things are and she is moving <laughs> the story along by getting Lisa to say, yes, middle-class people have $60,000 rings. I think it's hilarious. Which was hilarious. So yeah, that was in so that funny. respect, yeah. I'm enjoying Monica for being there because she's making it fun for me and I wouldn't be surprised if this conversation gets the IRS to onto Lisa, onto Lisa. <laughs> yeah. I hope that you didn't buy that $60,000 ring with your business because you can't call it a prop yeah did Rachel Wolf purchase that ring for you I exactly I just love it yeah. I'm enjoying Monica for now because again it's bringing out the ridiculous bougie out of Lisa that I want to see because I'm enjoying Lisa. So I'm enjoying all of it. Right, right, right. Like I'm even enjoying Angie Kay thinking that she's like sticking it to people when she know, she's, is. She's really not. She's looks. She's making herself look to be like the biggest loser. A trampoline with eyes. What even is that? I guess because the face is all stretched out. Ah, oh, okay. I didn't get that. <laughs> well, okay, that's true. While her mug is like. <laughs> Not beat for the gods, but like literally looks like someone stepped on her face. I love that. So let's talk about this Whitney mm. because I've always appreciated her sort of stirring the pot. Me but sometimes too. she just doesn't know when to do it or uh. like I think she has like a kernel of a point in regards to Meredith deflecting. Yes. And bringing up other things. Yes. Sure. But then when she calls out the sick kids mm. at a drag bar or wherever they were in Palm Springs, it's like, is this the place? Oh, my God. Meredith responding to Whitney with that, don't you dare. It, it reminded me of, like, <laughs> no wire hangers and don't fuck with me, fellas. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, it was so good. When Meredith is aggro, she seriously sounds like Joan Crawford. It's so fucking And she changes funny. accents every every three sentences. It's amazing. So I just wanted to also let you know about this Monica. Do you know that yeah. she was the one that recorded the video of Jen screaming at that assistant slash dressmaker? Oh. Yeah, that was her. So I really hope she talks more about Jen. I hope it comes out. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't mm -hmm. really want to be associated with her. Who would? But Angie Kay is trying to push this narrative that Monica doesn't want people to know that she was Jen's assistant. She's the one that said it first in her first confessional. Yeah, it's how she's on the show. Exactly. Angie doesn't know what she's talking about. I definitely want to know next time when we see Meredith tells Whitney who tells Monica that she has dirt on Angie and then Monica has this rumour that she... Sh I just want to know what this rumour is. Mm -hmm. I did not think I'd be enjoying Salt Lake City this much and 
everyone was going on about how great episode three was. I thought episode four was even better. It's been a great trip. I'm looking forward to next episode. Okay, let's sizzle it. Did you see their recording Jersey and Jen Aiden and Danielle have been suspended after getting into a physical altercation? Yeah, I did see that. You're not, you don't care? No, I, I'm going to care when it's airing. I just can't muster the care right now. There's a source claiming that this how the fights have started and why these two aren't getting along. Jennifer accuses Danielle of not donating money during a charity event and Danielle accuses <laughs> Jennifer of stealing her hairdresser. If that is not housewife gold, I don't know what is. Perfect. That is so <laughs> petty. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I think um, Orange County Animal Control is listening to our podcast because apparently they are investigating Shannon because of the dog. Oh, poor Archie. It's the Newport Beach Police Department Animal Control Unit. They must love us, Nathan, because they're investigating <laughs> her. So they were my two sizzles. Let me check the page six. No, nothing that I think we need to like read like sometimes headlines are just enough so oh have you did you get to see ariana do her first dancing with the stars performance because i've seen articles but i haven't seen the physical performance i'm trying to see it on the youtube i can't i can't find it so hopefully we'll be able to see that because i'm really looking forward to it well i'm assuming but yeah like i looked it up yesterday and all i saw was like clips of like the actual dancers doing things not not the performers. So mm-hmm. maybe when I looked, it hadn't happened or it hadn't aired or whatever, but I'm assuming it'll be on the YouTube now. So we should all go take a look. Yeah. There's just a lot of articles of like Orange County housewives talking about Shannon Bador's DUI, other New Jersey housewives talking about Jen Aiden and Danielle fighting. So nothing, nothing it, breaking. It does seem that there's a shift in Jersey. Yeah. I know I just said I don't want to talk about Jersey unless Jersey's on because they're exhausting. Yeah. But it does seem like Teresa and Jackie are now friends and Jackie's mm-hmm. off of Margaret. No, that yes. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. There is a headline. Roni star Jenna Lyons seemingly engaged to girlfriend Cass Bird shows off Sparkler. I thought that would have been quick. How do you go from being a year ago filming not being in a relationship and now not only are you in a relationship, you're engaged. This is why people get divorced every five minutes because they get engaged within the first year. There's a photo of the two of them, like a black and white photo of the two of them hugging together and there's a massive rock on one of the fingers. But mm. It's hard to care about Jenna's relationship life when she won't share it. Yeah, exactly. Like if wow. there's no info, what do I care? <laughs> all right, well, these, these are all the sizzles. There's nothing Great. nothing terribly Let's exciting. There. Um, Head over to our socials at Effing Bravo and let us know if your team French poodle or, or wet noodle. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you're hilarious. I can't hear you at all. You're cutting out. So oh, oh, I haven't I haven't said anything. Oh, okay. Well, um, thanks everyone, <laughs> and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.